Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendyka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here, and we are ready to go today, Mike. we got a lot of stuff to go over. This week, obviously, we got to review WrestleMania 37. I'm right on the numbers, yes. right? I, I lose track. WrestleMania 37, night one and night two, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. We're also going to be talking the end of the Wednesday Night Wars uh, NXT is officially on Tuesday nights. AEW stays on Wednesdays. Uh, we'll talk about the impact of that and the kind of the hope and then what really became a reality with the Wednesday Night Wars, which was not a lot. We obviously got to talk about the Red Wings. They made a couple big trades over the trade deadline. We're going to talk about what kind of assets that they have going forward in the next two years of the draft. And then we're obviously, obviously, as we near closer to the end of the NFL draft, we have a mock draft corner. So I am super excited. Uh, let's just jump right in here, though, Mike. Uh, WrestleMania Night 1 started on a delay. You know, we had some rain. <laughs> um, we saw the last appearance of Samoa Joe because <laughs> he got released this oh, week. Man. They really put him in a poncho <laughs> I know. to get released. Yep, a whole big thing there. Um, you know, got a couple people some WrestleMania paydays before they got cut. But, um, you know, WrestleMania Night 1, give me a grade on, on the whole there for just Night 1, and then we'll do Night 2, and then we'll do the whole show. But uh, Night 1, what do you think? Um, well, night one got a B for me. There we go. That's a it, solid. If so you get like a B a pretty, from Mike Murray, that's an A anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, it was a pretty solid B too. Yeah. Um, not much on here disappointed me. I think um, they need more rain delays because the promos right before the show started were hilarious, but actually oh really good because oh they were gosh. just like, "Hey, go do something," and the stuff they did was really, yeah. really. They good. cut the shade and Shane's like, "I don't know. I'm gonna beat Braun Strowman," and then they're like. Tag out. Yeah, no, <laughs> they just no, brought no, in another guy. They were like, no, no, MVP, you need to get in I here. know. But, I mean, it was, it, was it was great stuff. Oh, so. my gosh. <laughs> it was a great way to start WrestleMania, yeah, in my opinion. for sure. All right, let's go match by match here. You know, kind of give our details, our thoughts on what happened. Yeah. Um, start off with a bang, though, for sure. Start off with a banger. Uh, we had the WWE title match. Bobby Lashley with MVP defeated Drew McIntyre by referee's decision. 18 minutes and 19 seconds. Got three and three-quarter star rating. Um, I think it was a great way to open the show. Yes. Um, the crowd wasn't as hot for this one as I thought they would be. Yeah, but I think they were kind of like, are we going to start? Because you got to think at this point, this has been yeah. like the third time that had to be evacuated and resat down again. So yeah. I don't I don't think that helped at all. I think WWE tried their hardest to be like, hey, if we're going to start this show, we got to start it off hot. Mm-hmm. And what better way to do it than with a world title match? Yeah. Uh, it was a really solid match, though. Yep. Um, Bobby won. I wasn't. I guess I wasn't shocked. I was a little say. shocked. I was but a little like, shocked. I thought Drew McIntyre would just get his nice little moment in front of people, but yep. you know they just don't like him. So well, not it's because they got to they got to make the match for backlash. Yeah. So clearly, WrestleMania's backlash. WrestleMania gotta, backlash, not backlash. Gotta, WrestleMania backlash. Yeah. There's a there's a difference. If there's no it. fans there, I'm gonna be very upset. No, there's no fans. Then I'm upset. Yeah, I th- I don't think they're planning on doing fans again until SummerSlam. Because then I don't understand why it's WrestleMania backlash then. Yeah. Because it's the backlash from WrestleMania, Mike. But then it's it's also WrestleMania SummerSlam. <laughs> so is it the backlash? Is it the WrestleMania backlash? They just want to attack re- attach WrestleMania to anything they can. Oh, okay. To so, make sure yeah, that so people so. go, hey, remember WrestleMania? Now watch Backlash for a very substandard pay per view for yeah. all the matches that we just saw at WrestleMania. <laughs> only like only one night though, so yeah, it'll it's be. only one night. Uh, yeah, no, I thought this match was good. I thought Drew looked fantastic in this. I thought Bobby came off as a monster, like you should. Got the hurt lock over even more than it already is. Um, 
I really don't, you know, it, it, but once again, we're kind of at this point where, like, we saw on Raw, which, by the way, the Raw after WrestleMania was the worst show ever, um, you know, the main event being Braun Strowman versus Orton versus McIntyre to reset up a match between McIntyre and Lashley again goes to show, once again, what we've been talking about the last couple months here is the lack of depth at the top of the card for Monday nights. Um, whereas that you go to SmackDown and you see Cesaro immediately being pushed and elevated and, you know, still having the feud with Rollins, but being in there in that Roman Reigns conversation now, um, it just goes to show you the drastic difference in rosters right now. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty staggering when you really think about it. Yeah. It's not even close. It's not even close in like a million different ways. It's not even close, yeah. actually. It's really bad. Um, so our second match, we had the women's tag team number one contendership tag team turmoil match. You got all that? Did you get all that? Because yeah, I got, got all, all that. The whole mouthful. Um, <laughs> it didn't even get a star rating. So No. It's too, because how can you? In this type of match, right, it was just let's get as many women as we can on the show. They're all kind of tag teams. Um, you kind of knew going in that really Natalia and Tamina are probably going to take it yeah. um, just based off of the storytelling ahead of time. Um, so it wasn't a shocker to see them win it. I thought the the Riot Squad got enough of a rub because they were in there the longest. Mm-hmm. So it, it kept them quote-unquote relevant. Overall, this is whatever. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, Rob. I forgot to pee right before the show started, so this is when I decided <laughs> to pee. So I missed, and I peed for about 14 minutes and five seconds, so I missed, you missed just all about all yeah. smash. <laughs> you went and did homework. Yeah. So, I love um, it. So we'll, we'll, we'll skip over my thoughts on that one. It was fine. Um, so, <laughs> next match. We had uh, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. This one I came match. back from peeing for, yeah. so this is a great time. He had a um, Yeah. <laughs> Cesaro uh, defeats Seth Rollins in 11 minutes, 20, 27 seconds. Got four stars out of five. Um, this was phenomenal yep. in every sense of the word. We knew it would be. Um, this was my third favorite match on both shows, mm-hmm. and I loved every second of it. No, this was great. And it did exactly what we wanted it to, right? It elevated Cesaro. Good God, if they couldn't mention Cesaro winning a WrestleMania match and a singles match yeah. like a million Literally. times on SmackDown, it was insane. Um, but it did everything you wanted it to. It showcased Cesaro. Seth Rollins still showing that he's he's one of the best in the world, obviously. Um, this match did everything you wanted it to. It wasn't too long either. Mm-hmm. It didn't start out super slow. You got everything you wanted. Action-packed, start to finish, good, solid wrestling all the way throughout, and it elevated and made a new star. Anytime you come out of a match like this where there's nothing on the line and it's just a match, you have to make somebody. Or you have to – there's got to be something. There's got to be a a positive outcome of this to make me feel like this match was worth it. And and we got that. And I'm hoping to God that we have a Cesaro, legitimate Cesaro push for the next six months to a year. I, I would love... A I could see that. them two just wrestle continuously, and I'd be <laughs> fine with it. Like, legitimately. Like, once again, looking at SmackDown, it's not even close. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not yeah. even close. Um, AJ Styles and almost defeated the New Day, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, 9 minutes and 46 seconds. This is where I went to pee. Two, <laughs> two and a quarter stars. Um, I actually didn't mind this match because I was like, yo... Yeah. So they're just gonna work over AJ, and the second almost gets in, it's and just, they win. It's game over. Yeah, and that's exactly that's what exactly happened. what happened. And I exactly loved every second. It, it was so. fine, you know. Like I was in and out for this one. I think I went to do dishes, if we're being honest. But like I, it once again, I am the kind of person now where if I feel like 
I kind of know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. especially when it's a guy like almost where it's like he's so limited in mm-hmm. what he can do. There's only so much AJ can kind of mask that, right? Yeah. So you put him in there with the New Day, they're the best tag team, and you put him in there and think, okay, if anyone's going to get almost over, it's going to be these guys, you know? Mm-hmm. Isn't it amazing two years how far Kofi Kingston has fallen? Yeah. <laughs> I beat Daniel Bryan with the WWE Championship, and now I'm losing to a guy who's never had a real match. Yeah. Cool. Hey, he had his one moment. That's, that's true. That's what you got. So. Listen, he beat Randy Orton 12 times, so that's all you can ask for. Yeah, that's all we it's more That's the, all that's, that's all you really need. More than the fiend can say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Next we had the steel cage match. We had Braun Strowman defeating Shane McMahon with Elias and Jackson Riker, who I don't remember being out there. They they tried to interfere like right oh, in the, right in the beginning. Then, yeah. yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And 11 minutes and 30 seconds for one and a half star. So it's actually less than the average. Well, here here's what I so. will say about this match. We went into this match thinking, turn it off, stop it, yeah. burn it with fire. I will give them credit for two things. Number one, it didn't go super long. Yeah. 11 minutes, really. I mean, with a cage match, it takes five minutes just to get up to the damn cage, right? Yeah. And number two, I thought they did a pretty decent job of getting in and getting out and making Strowman look as good as he could. Yeah. While including the Shane bump that he mm-hmm. needed to take, yeah. I didn't think this was nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. No, I didn't either. This actually, this is why it's it was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Like, that was okay. Yeah, and I was like, it's yeah. not a dumpster fire, nope. so it worked. Yeah, really exactly. Well That's exactly how I felt. Like, when leaving he ripped it. the cage open, I yep. laughed really, really me too. hard. Me too. So I was, I was like, like uh, if you give me the laugh once, you're good. I was nervous that I thought like he grabbed Shane's hand and then Shane was gonna hang him. Like, oh, you're just gonna rip his hand off because yeah. like he's gonna die. So yeah, I was like. But this is fine. Yeah, and it worked. It works for me. I yep. laughed like two or three times. Yep. so that's all I wanted in yep. my life. Um, our co-main event we had, which I did not think was going to co-main event. Nope. By the way, no. Nope. But uh, we had Bad Bunny and Damian Priest defeating John Morrison and The Miz in 15 minutes. Got three and a half stars. Thoroughly impressed with everyone in this match. Yes, agreed. And um, Bad Bunny can wrestle? Question mark. No, and it worked. The well. Miz and John Morrison can, can wrestle, wrestle yeah. and they just have to. It's like when a Kota, like the video of Kota Bushi fighting against the doll. Yeah. That's what this was, uh-huh. right? Where uh, nothing against Bad Bunny. I thought he put forth a great effort, right? And clearly, you can tell that they trained and he trained and he, oh, yeah. he knew where to be at his spots. Um, but this is a total testament to the Miz and John Morrison, 100%. Um, I did not expect this to, to semi-main night one. Um, I was waiting for this match. I'm like, when is this going to happen? And then it never did. And I was like, good lord. Um, M- Morrison and Miz, though, if you ever have to complain about the Miz not being a legitimate worker, go to this match because him and Morrison completely got over Bad Bunny, made Priest look good in his in the, you know a couple moments that he was actually even in the match. Um, I thought I thought this was good. I thought it went too long though. Mm-hmm. I thought it dragged on just a little bit, and it felt like, okay, A, B, C, D, e, you know what I mean? Like, it, it felt very kind of paced out like that, but credit to Bad Bunny for putting forth the work to get out there and make it look like he actually knew what the hell he was doing and training and going through it, but all the props in the world to Miz and Morrison. Yeah, no, I yeah, I agree. Thoroughly enjoyed. A yep. lot of good time with this one. Yep. And then the main event of night one, which was, this going to be controversial to say, but my favorite match on both nights. Really? Yep. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I don't have an argument for it, yeah. so I'll go with it. SmackDown Women's Title Match, Bianca Belair beating uh, Sasha Banks, 17 minutes, title change, what? exclamation points, four <laughs> stars. I mean, I literally, like, going into the match, I yeah. think I text, no, we talked about it before, yeah. but we didn't talk about it last week, yeah. but I was like, going into the match, I was like, all right, 
I'm I'm pumped. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not like a hundred percent. Like I was way more into the night two main event. Right. Like, I was too. like ready like hundred sure. percent. Yep. And I'm watching this match, and literally in the first like two minutes, yep. I see Bianca do like the Jay Lethal like yep. handstand mm-hmm. springboard thing, yep. and then Sasha like dives out, and then mm-hmm. Bianca like catches her. Razor overhead like a press yeah. slam goes up the stairs and throws her over. I go, I'm in, bro. Yeah. I like you guys got me. Like I was like, I'm so impressed. Yep. This gives me like minor like you Japan vibes where they were just going balls to the walls, doing everything they wanted mm-hmm. to do, mm-hmm. and it didn't go super long either, which was nice. Yep. It, it wasn't like a 35 minute match. Nope, it didn't was need like, to be. Yeah, it was 17, 18 yep. minutes, a perfect amount of time for them. Bianca won. I said that. This I thought they could have even went a little bit longer. They could have. Honestly, I think if the, if this was at like the twenty-two minute mark, I think yeah. we would have been like, oh my gosh. But I like, like that they went because yeah. they went seventeen, so they could go all. It out was a strong 17. seventeen. Like it was. Yep. There was there was no like it was like a new Japan thing where they didn't have any like Rest oh we're gonna have a wrestle for five minutes yep. kind of thing like sure. they went balls to the walls for seventeen minutes. Yep. So I can give them props. I think if it would have went like. 25, you would have saw too many like yep. of the wrestles and false finishes. Yeah, I think you got just the perfect amount, and I was thoroughly testament to like Sasha to making her look amazing. Right, this was the yeah. Bel Air show, 100 yeah. percent. Right, I mean, you really, you know, and the one thing you want to say about WWE, they may not have, they haven't been the best at cultivating top male talent at the very top of the card. You can't say that about the women. I mean, uh, if there's any testament at all, you look at all of these women, right? Whether it's, I mean, you think about it, Charlotte. Bailey, Becky, Asuka, Ripley, Belair. Um, did I say Sasha already? Yeah, uh, no. We'll no? just okay. say Sasha. Sasha again, Sasha again right? Sasha deserves um, two. And even in NXT now, right? I mean, you keep they just keep reloading with yeah. with talented women. Um, it's 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 impressive as all hell. Yeah. This was great though. Seriously, yeah. I, we kind of knew this is a match though because it was so good. I didn't mind. I'm like, there's no way Belair doesn't walk out with the title here. Yeah. But they they. It was just like wow, this whole thing mm-hmm. played perfectly. Yeah. Um. Actually, one thing too is I just read online that I feel kind of bad that Sasha has never won a WrestleMania match yet, and I like really? did, I didn't notice that. But like when you go through, she's like never won one, and mm-hmm. I went. She's like I think she's like zero and six. Wow. And I went, man, she's really sacrificing to like help other people, unlike some people that are in the WWE right. that we won't mention. Ah, Charlotte. Um. <laughs> She's willing to like, even though like it's her dream to like win at WrestleMania, she's willing yeah. to literally go all six. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. She she's done phenomenal. Um, yeah, I forgot they didn't even retain in the tag match. Either, no, at thirty five. Iconics no. won it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, yeah, no, she's phenomenal. Um, I still put Charlotte above her a little bit. She is, but at the same time, you, there's no denying that she is a top five six woman wrestler in WWE at least of all time at yeah. this point. Like you're if you're a fan of women's wrestling at all and you watch WWE, you're not gonna see a better time for this than right now. Yeah. They've never had this kind of depth. No. Ever. So say what you want about like the job. whole the whole roster, but like the yeah. top like eight. The, yeah. Yeah, you're, the women's division is stacked. Yeah, you're chilling. But yeah, so that's that's how we ended night one. And I ended night one just on It was my great. High great horse. match. Great match. For sure. Um, Could not have ended better. Honestly, they bookended this show really, really well. Yeah. So then going into night two. <laughs> so we go into night two, and then me and Rob... Mike's talking. on a high. Yeah, we, I, was on a, I was on as high as you could get. And Rob goes, man, I'm pumped for night two, because night two yeah. looks stacked. And I said, you know what? Just just let's hold back, because I don't want to get expectations too high. 
because last year I thought night two was going to be way better than night one. And, it was. and I was like, there's yeah. no way that this is any better than night one. Right. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just sit back and just go, let's enjoy the show. And boy, was I happy I did that because this show was not very good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so we opened with... Glad they opened with this, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So glad, just to get it out of yeah. the way. So Randy Orton versus The Fiend opened this show... So glad it received. You know what? I'm not even gonna show you. What do you think that this match got? Negative, negative one and a half stars. Yes, it actually really got, yeah. nailed negative it. Did not plan that. Nailed that. But it went. It got negative one and a half stars. Went six minutes and maybe listen the I'll, worst match I've ever seen. I'll give him a star just because it only went six minutes. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm so glad that this did not drag out and do a whole thing. It took him 20 minutes for him to get down to the ring. Bam, bam, he hits the RKO, it's out of here, and we're done with it. Yeah. I was so happy to see this open the show with the laugh in the box thingamabobber. Yeah. And, you know, now her, him and Bliss are feuding or something weird. I don't get that. I'm hoping this leads to something weird where, like, there's even a bigger Godzilla-type monster that's going to eat him. I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is that Orton needs to get out of this feud, and yeah. the Fiend needs to go away. Yeah, literally so, forever. Literally so. happy that... Um, that it went six minutes and that we were we just got done with it. This match, I did, I think even WWE was like, let's just get it out. In the, let's just get it in the ring and be yeah. done with it so we can stop it. Yeah, I just don't know what the fiend went from being the hottest character in the business to being the one where everyone goes, I don't want to see it. Yeah, that fast. I literally that fast, and it was just like I don't even know like what the not even the point of the match was. But I was like, what was like the whole like she's like bleeding like I guess I don't watch the weekly episodes. I, even if not. you did, there's no way to make there's no make was, you're not making. I was like she's bleeding from the head yeah, and it's then fine. like one RKO finishes him even though back in Hell in a Cell two yeah. years ago and then he gets up immediately. He gets up what? after like fucking yeah. hammer shots and yeah, stuff. I, agree. Like, I have no I, idea. I, I don't disagree with you. So yes, yeah, so we're just gonna happened. bypass that. Yeah, so we so that happened and yeah. uh, the second that happened, I said, well, this is already. Never gonna pass night one. <laughs> the main event could be literally the great. It could be like WrestleMania 13 main event. Never would pass. Uh, so that's what I thought. Um, so our second match. So we had the women's tag team match. So Natalya and Tamina won the, the yep. gauntlet the night before. So they got this match. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler then beat them by referee's decision in 14 minutes and 18 yeah, seconds. Choke out. Yeah. yeah. Got two and a quarter star. Was Natalia basically died almost. Yep. She like was bummed. Her lip through or whatever. Yep. Um, but yeah, it, it happened. I was, was bummed that they didn't have a title change here. I thought it was an easy way to flip it. Even if yep. they took it back the next night to give Tamina a little bit of a rub. Uh, Natalia's never really done anything major at WrestleMania either. I thought this would have been a nice like, hey, you know, thank you kind mm-hmm. of thing almost. So a little bit bummed to see that, but overall I thought this was solid. I don't think it was great, but I think Shayna and Nia are a great tag team. Mm-hmm. I think they really are a great tag team. Yeah, um, I like them as a tag team, but yeah, this match is okay. Tamina's so limited in what she can do, so that's why putting her with Natalia, it's like okay. But I thought this could have been an easy feel good type of moment. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you know they both get a win, both legacies. You know, they've had fathers and grandfathers and everything in the business forever. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, it just felt like an easy like, hey, here you go. Yeah. Even if they take it off on the next night. All right, so then, then the show was like, all right, so we're we're rough right now, <laughs> and then the show was like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna start kicking up a little bit now, yeah, because we got the two matches that people were like, oh, okay. so we got Kevin Owens uh, beating Sami Zayn with Logan Paul yeah. in nine minutes and fifteen seconds, got three and three quarters. Stars. Wanted this to be longer. Yeah, wanted this to be longer. It felt like we had another couple minutes where I was like, 
I felt like there was there was more mm-hmm. for for us to go there. Sell yeah. Stalin once again. You tell me Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and wrestling on a pay per view. I'll be there. I'll yeah. watch that match. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, love Sammy I think I, I just I like the match. I didn't understand why Logan Paul was there because he just sat there. Because because it's a, it's WrestleMania. They do that shit all the time. Yeah. At, what was it WrestleMania eleven? They had like fifteen celebrities at one point. Yeah, it's but like, like he was just, just sitting ha- there. Though. No, that's what they would used to do. They would be like, hey, he's the guest ring bell guy. Ding ding, and they'd show a camera of the guy. It's like oh. it was stupid. Like they'd have guys from like, oh, he's on Cheers, and no one goes, no one cares. Yeah. Like this, they oh, they've always done that. Usually for WrestleMania, they just have random celebrities do random things all the time. Yeah, I, I, they could Super definitely. Annoying. I did like that he got stunned at the end. Yeah, was like the one shining star that I would get. But the, the match was good. I, I like I said, I will watch Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I love Sami Zayn. I think he is one of the most underrated talents in the world right now for mm-hmm. what he's doing from a character standpoint. I love it. I think it's great. Um, and I think he needs. I think he needs to go to Raw and just take the U.S. title. Yeah. <laughs> but he's yeah. not going to. But speaking of the U.S. title, so then we have yeah. the U.S. title match: Sheamus defeating Riddle in ten minutes and fifty-one seconds. Actually, got four stars. I actually really which liked I this really match. Did like this I match. thought this match. I think Sheamus is doing his best in ring work right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think Sheamus has ever been better. He's had two or three really good matches with McIntyre. He's had several good matches with Riddle now. They're going to kill Riddle, by the way. He's dead, so just accept that. Um, but Sheamus, I think, has been on fire the last couple months, and then he couldn't even get on Raw the next night somehow. <laughs> Makes total sense. But this match was really good because I wasn't expecting a whole lot. No, I wasn't either. I, my expectation was like two This minutes. was, yeah, the, these two matches, when Kevin Owens and Sheamus went, okay, here we go. Home stretch. Yeah. Let's let's really start to pick it up a little bit here, and then it happened. So yeah. Um. So then we had our, um. I guess the next match is not the Coleman. Yeah. Um. Uh, we had the inter. <laughs> this match was so stupid. We had the intercontinental title Nigerian drum fight. Yeah. Which I cannot. Wale believe. walked uh, Big E down to the ring. Yeah. If anybody cares. Um. Apollo Crews defeated Big E in six minutes and forty nine seconds to win the title, yep. which they should have did like two months ago. Yep. But well, they've got this big dude now who basically they're calling it like the Nigerian nail or something mm-hmm. for his this guy the big guy's finisher, yeah. but it's really just the Samoan spike. Yeah. And I'm like, so we're gonna just cultural appropriate this move to whatever random ethnicity we're applying it to now, yes. which is super dumb to me on so many levels. Um so there was that. Um didn't help Apollo really at all, didn't help Big E at all. It, this match was Left a lot to be desired. This is the biggest. This is one of the matches where I left. And I went. I had high expectations for this match and was completely let down by it. Glad Apollo got the title win, but now we got another heel. We have so many heels as champions right now. It mm-hmm. is insane. It's making me really upset because I want to see some baby faces. Well, I just want to. Well, I just want to have like. But you don't have any baby faces. That's the thing. It's like good lord. But once again, I don't. I mean, yeah, left a lot to be desired. This match. Glad it only went six minutes. So if that was the way they were going to book it, exactly. Blah. Uh, so our co- finally our co-main event, um, we had the Raw Women's Title match. Rhea Ripley defeated Asuka 13 minutes and 30 seconds to win the Raw Women's Title. Got three and three quarter stars. Um, what did you think of this match? Because I didn't think it was all that great. No, I thought it was like fine. I thought Ripley just ran through Asuka pretty and, much, and it was like, by the way, here's she- and I felt like it was almost like they went out there and just kind of went through the motions. Like Ripley didn't even look happy to win the title. No, I was like, was like, what is ha- like? What you went from having a ton of emotion, a ton of feeling in the SmackDown to this one? I was like, this felt dry. Like it felt like it's inevitable. Here you go. Which I'm fine with Ripley winning. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah. But it just felt like 
we need another. T- here you go. Like you know what I mean. I just didn't really feel any emotion. They in this probably match. told it right before. Hey, so uh, the next pay per view you're gonna lose to Charlotte. And she went. <sighs> I I'm not mad that Charlotte came out and did her whole thing. I think yeah. her being in the mix at all times is super important. She mm-hmm. she is now at the level where Cena, where anytime she loses, it's a big deal. Yeah. So there, there there is a purpose for that. I think. But at the same time, to your point, though, it's like if, if she just wins it again, yeah. you, you kill everything exactly. that you're talking about. But, but I really hope this like gives like Asuka a little like, all right, I lost. And then like she, it like motivates Asuka's I want her to go character. back to what she was doing in NXT where she wasn't a heel or a babyface. She just was just a badass. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, for see. sure. Yeah. yeah it's, like, like it motivates her. She's like, you know yeah. what? I'm just going to be this badass that I know I am and like yeah. start like taking over. I still think it's weird to see Asuka lose. It's still weird to me it a little is. bit. But um, like I said, like this match guys. this match just kind of felt there. Like I said, there was no emotion. There was no drama. There was nothing. Oh. It felt like Asuka just went out there to drop the title. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know what I mean? It, it, it was just not. Yeah. So three minutes. Three and a quarter was, I think, is a bit high for that yeah. personally. And then uh, we main evented with the Universal Title Triple Threat Match: yep. Roman Reigns defeating, or I guess with Jey Uso and Paul Heyman, but <laughs> defeated uh, Daniel Bryan and Edge. Twenty-one minutes, forty-one seconds, retains the title. And I have thoughts. I actually so, really like this match. I liked the match. Didn't need Jey Uso interfering. Didn't need Jey Uso interfering, and also. I will keep. I guess I'll just keep saying it until they just like stop, stop doing, doing it. it. But the ending of this match frustrates me. Okay. Because, like, I know you can't think of it theory, like, right. like right. actually, yeah. Yeah. because. But I'm like one of those people. Yep. I'm gonna go. Actually, this would be weird. So, like, they're both dead, and Reigns is like, okay, I'm gonna pull Edge over onto Daniel Bryan and pin them both. Which I'm like, cool. It shows like the dominance or whatever. Yep. But like in actuality. Like, when you layer them, Edge is also pinning Daniel Bryan. But, if you look, though, if you look at the angle that they shot it at, they made sure to put Edge's shoulders I agree. on the match. No, and that's, I was, that's why yeah. I was like, yeah. no matter what, Reigns would win. Because like, yes, even correct. if it was like a draw, then Reigns would retain or whatever. So, like, no right. matter what, Reigns won. Which yeah. is why I didn't bother me that. But I was like, you really had to do it, like, yeah. where it was like... You could just think if you thought about it for five seconds. You're well, like, technically, it's like Edge pinned Brian first. Was like, does he win by exactly. no second? Because he threw, <laughs> he throws him on. Yeah, and then I'm like, the referee. Should well, technically, though, second, here's the thing though too though because break. Edge's shoulders are also down. Brian is also then pinning Edge. But Brian's not on top. Though. Doesn't matter if their both shoulders are down at the same time. It's like it, they've done it. It's it's been like a thing forever where it would be a belly to back suplex. The guy who did the suplex, his shoulders are down, yeah. right? While the other guy's shoulder, who he suplexes, shoulders are down. All you have to have is have physical contact to yeah. make a cover. So technically, both shoulders down, and that's how you get out of a match like that. Yeah. So that's why. So Brian is technically pinning Edge just as much yeah. as Edge is pinning well, Brian. I, and then that's that's like where my problem is. So I wish yeah. he would have had like literally. I guess it's just like a minuscule where I wish he would have Brian and like Edge's shoulders were like on Brian. Yeah. While, I, while they should have just pinning. yeah. They should have just had him. Both laying next to each other, and Reigns just step on him and just hold his hands up, exactly. and, and pin him, and be done with yeah. it. Or do like an Undertaker thing, we puts both hands on him or something, yeah. and just one, two. I agree with you. I just, I think the yeah. like, the, uh, like the, theatrically, yeah. like it just looks like I was Correct. like, oh, you're trying, like, because yeah. you're, I, I was like, I wouldn't even know they're trying to leave. I didn't like the ring placement either. It was way close to the ropes and stuff. I'm like, this needed to be in the, in the middle, middle of the ring because facing hard camera and going. Acknowledge me at the end. Yeah, like, that would have been like, so. Like I just like the ending. I'm like, there's just a lot of like. I wish honestly, I wish they would just pin like Daniel Bryan. Just yeah, like yep, yeah, here we go. I, I, I really but, though, outside of that 
you know that detail. Uh, the Jey Uso thing, I didn't think it was needed. I no. get why it happens, but I didn't. I didn't need it. I do think though that this match was great. It I really was. do. I think it shined everybody. I think they made the right decision yeah. at the end of the day. I liked going in not knowing what was going to happen, mm-hmm. but there was a good enough heat. I think Edge got a lot of cheers, which I don't think WWE was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Brian obviously over, Roman over. I thought it worked so, so well. Yep. Um, you know, and it, once again, like, you're going to need to be something special. Yeah. And I disagree. Now, I'm going to ask you this question before I get a night on grade two from you. You know, Bully Ray on Busted Open Radio came out and said there's only one guy that should be able to even rival Roman Reigns right now, and that's Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. I thoroughly, thoroughly disagree with that statement because Lesnar for the last four years is dominant up until a big match, and then he gets his ass kicked in four minutes. Mm -hmm. I don't think that at this point, like you can make the match, like, oh, Lesnar's going to challenge, but if Roman didn't, didn't beat Brock in five minutes... Mm-hmm. It's an absolute waste of everyone's time. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Brock? On the preferred thought that Brock is the only person that should be able to beat Roman? Because no, I thoroughly I, disagree I with you. I think there's it. actually only one person that can beat him, and it's not Brock. Yeah. Um, I, I think, would agree with you. I think I think Reigns, and I don't know if I personally like this mm-hmm. idea mm-hmm. because I think we've seen this idea that I'm about to play out. Yep. In like other companies, aka New Japan, yep. and because they don't have shows like every day or whatever, yep. it like works that he only like Okada defends a title like once right. every four months or something. Right. Right, so right. like it makes him different. Where Reigns is gonna have to defend it like every single month to kill yep. people. Correct. I think that next year he's gonna verse Lesnar and just be even like six minutes, like you said. I, would agree I think that. in two years when they go to LA, I think The Rock beats him. Oh no, I don't like that at all. I think that's where because I think that's the only guy. That could come in and no, I don't like that at all. I want Roman to beat the crap out of the Rock. I don't think so. I don't want. I think in LA because he's such a big movie star and stuff. I think they're gonna have Reigns keep it, and they're gonna have this big like Samoan Rock Reigns thing. They need. Oh, I'd be so pissed. Um, would be excited for the match, but would be so pissed. Um, I'm not. I don't disagree with you that the Rock is probably the only guy that could that could do it. Only because of like the the hair the, the history yeah. and everything else, but I just wanted to get your take on that because like I don't agree that Brock is no longer this unstoppable machine no. when it comes to big title matches. He's lost now to Seth twice mm-hmm. in a total of about twelve minutes. He lost to Drew in six minutes. Mm-hmm. He's lost to um, who else did he lose to? Who else did he lost the title to? Um, he's lost to Roman too. Yeah, but he's also killed Roman. Like right, but my point is, is that he is no longer at this point. It's lather, rinse, repeat. Okay, Brock wins the title three months from Mania. Then he goes in this big main event match, and his match goes six minutes, and he gets his head kicked. I think the only way you, I mean, you could do Lesnar, but Heyman would have to turn on Roman. But then you flip Roman back to face, which is what we do not want. Yeah, but I think that, like, yeah, like I said though, like you would need Lesnar to like kill anyone and everyone on SmackDown, which would like kill, like, which would hurt the show a lot because oh, he would have to go through like Rollins, Cesaro, Zayn, Owens, and he'd just beat them all in like two minutes and be like, listen, there's no one else that can stop me other than you. Right. And it's going to be like one of those stories. Yeah. I don't necessarily want it to happen, yeah. but if it, I, it's, the, either, yeah. it's either Lesnar or The Rock. It's going to yeah. be one of the two that beat him. I, 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 
Yeah, I, I think with Lesnar coming back, I think the dynamic, because Paul Heyman is associated with Roman now, I think that is fantastic. I'm just saying that at the end of the day, Roman Reigns better win that match. That's all I'm saying. Right now, there is not a single... Nobody can tell me that there is a good reason to take the title off of Roman Reigns for the next year. There is not a single person... Unless, unless you have a Daniel Bryan type of meteoric rise with somebody where the fans are just... Like, no, this is who we want, and we're not going to shut up until you do it, mm-hmm. which you're not going to have happen because there's no fans right now anyway. There is zero reason. And I don't care if it's predictable. I don't care if, if people get tired of it. Cena was champion for 390 days at one point, yeah. and you, you just dealt with it because you knew he was unstoppable. Yeah. This is the same kind of situation right now. Yeah, no, that's why, that's why I think it's going to be like Okada. The only that's problem, fine. I know the only problem I have with long yeah. WWE title reigns or you. It's because you're defending it every month. It's because you're Correct. defending it every month, and I'm like, I just know for the next year until at least Mania next year, every single match you have, you're not going to lose. Yeah, so right. It's, which it's, hurts. Which hurts. It's, my, your, which and hurts it's like your yep, effect. Exactly. For where sure. it's like yep. you go into a match and you know, like if he versus Cesaro for the next three pay per views, I go Cesaro's never going to beat nope, him. For sure. So like the matches just lose that much quality to me. Absolutely. Because I know. I agree with you 100. percent And that is the biggest downfall. But from a long term perspective, there is yeah. zero reason. You no, know, long term yeah. it's better. But like yeah. in the I agree. months, I agree with you. That's why you need though. The Intercontinental title, and that's why you need Raw to step it up. Good God. All right, thoughts on night two. Give me a grade for night two, and then give me a grade for the whole WrestleMania yeah. 37. Night two got a C. Okay. Literally off of the main event's back. Yeah. Like the main Pretty event much. was like, yep. let me just carry this bad boy to a C, because if it wasn't for that, it mm-hmm. literally might have gotten a D or something. Yeah, it was, it was rough. not. Yeah, there was, um, there was several very low points in this show. And altogether, I'd give it a C plus, yep. B minus. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Because I thought this show was great. I thought this show was much better than last year, though, in my uh, opinion. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think last year they they had it rough because they shortened a lot of the matches because yeah. of no crowd and stuff. Yeah. Like, I was like, Drew and. Lesnar yeah. would have been awesome if they went 12 minutes and full fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. they had Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn. That would have been awesome in front of people and Absolutely. stuff. So, like, Absolutely. it's hard. Like, Edge and Orton would have been way different in front of fans and stuff. So, like, Correct. you have so many matches that's, like, they had to change so much because they were had no fans. Good point. And this one does have fans. So, yeah. I'm trying to, like, objectively, like, match quality, but then the matches change because of it. Yeah. So, I can't, like, 36 is just, like, a... It's like a, yeah. it's like a, it's like an it's in parentheses. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, it's like thirty five with meh, thirty six. We don't talk about thirty seven. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so it's hard to compare. I Let's guess just hope by thirty eight we have just it's back. We're just good again. Like yeah. let's just hope to God that we're just back. But yeah, all right. Um, yeah, I, overall solid show. Right, could have been better for sure. But the highs were super high. Um, the lows were super low. So, but it, it you know comes and goes with every show. All right, real quick here. Thoughts on the Wednesday Night War ending. NXT is officially on Tuesdays. We talked a lot about it when we found out that Dynamite was going to be on Wednesdays with yeah. NXT. Um, and we were really excited with the with the potential, right, of like this dueling thing. We never really got that, though. And I think both companies very strategically went, we're not going to get into that. Yeah. WWE was like, they're too new. They're going to get the rating anyway, regardless. And AEW is like, we don't have enough content to compete mm-hmm. with WWE on the whole. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just give me your thoughts, just like a revisionist history, like your thoughts on the and the Wednesday Night War, if there was yeah. really one to begin um, with. It's not I like mean, they were stealing talent. Yeah, really. I mean, I mean, the only thing that was annoying was that they were at the same time. Yeah, no so kidding. It, like, I didn't have a whole lot of trouble watching it, because yeah. I have 
Yeah, you've you got multiple TVs. I have right? multiple TVs. For a, set a normal up person like myself. For a normal person like you, that <laughs> only has back and forth. One, you have to flip back and forth. Yeah. It's more annoying. I'm happy that they're on Tuesdays. Yeah. That way you can just Honestly, watch a show and I can watch a show. Yeah, you can done. watch two different shows, two different nights, and right. kind of roll through if you want to watch them both. Yep. Um, but I would say outside of like, they would do randomly like bash at the beach yep. and like the great like they'd have like gliding mm-hmm. shows once in a while yep. it really did it felt like okay NXT's gonna build to this one show yep. and then AEW's like okay you can have that one week of rating right. and then the next week we're, we're gonna, gonna build to this show yep. and we're gonna take this rating exactly. and they kinda knew like you have these AEW because like it wasn't like a lot of WWE guys really went to AEW. Yeah, that's like the biggest difference. There was not like, oh man, like Adam Cole just left and went to AEW. Yeah, it was we a, didn't see it coming. It, it's it, there was not. It was, like that. it was a lot of indie guys for yep. the most part. Right. That kind of just like came showed together up, right. and showed up. So if you're a big indie fan, you were like, oh, I like yeah, AEW. Sure. Absolutely. But then you have the WWE people who just would watch WWE. So like, I don't think there was much of like a. Big war. like separate right. audience and war. Correct. I also have like WWE. There was a lot of us. It was, it was a lot of me and you, right? Okay, yeah. hold on. What's on here? Uh, I don't want to watch that. I'm gonna go back to this one. Uh, commercial. I guess I'm gonna go back and yeah, watch that. Watch now. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I thought it was fine. Yeah, um, I'm glad that they're not on the same me night now too. because if I do ever want to watch one of these weekly shows, I don't have to watch both. And honestly, too, it's, it's better for the business, quite frankly, because even though yeah, there's you're always gonna have the comparison, you're gonna have the competition, and blah 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 blah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, as if you're a wrestling fan, okay, we get Monday night, which you know hard pass. Uh, Tuesday you got NXT, Wednesday you got Dynamite, Friday night you got SmackDown. Lots of wrestling to consume, so it's good. And overall, yeah. it's good for everybody. Um, really excited to talk. Real quick before we shift topics here. Who wins the match between Rich Swan and Kenny Omega for the double title Ooh, match? Next well, week on Impact. I'm going to promote Impact favorite, for a hot second. Negative 40,000 on Kenny Omega. So, yeah. I don't know, man. Bet a dollar, get a house for Rich Swan. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, I, I got to go. Former NX or former WWE Cruiserweight Champion, champion Rich over Swan. There, yeah. I, I think I have to go Kenny on Put some one. respect on that, man. It's, it's close. It. It might go more than four minutes. Oh, maybe. I'm sure. It'll, I'm definitely thinking it'll go more. I think it's going to go like 20 minutes, and it shouldn't. Uh, I, no. think gonna, I, I think they're going to. I think they're going to continue. Was... All this thing you're going to see is flips all throughout, and Kenny's going to hit four uh, over under on V triggers at 15. Uh, over. <laughs> it has to be. The non wrestling fans are like, what the hell are you guys talking about? But if you're a wrestling fan, you know what we're talking you, about. You know, we see a lot of V triggers, especially when someone can take a V trigger well. Yeah. Like, like when Okada, because like Okada takes it so well, he's yeah. like, we're going to do like 30 of these because it sounds awesome. Yeah. Just thought I'd talk about it real fast because it is, it is going to be a moment. You know, he's going to hold two world titles from two different promotions. And we're all going to go. Yippee. We only care about the AEW one, so. Exactly. We get it. You're a bad guy. We understand. All right. Uh, let's shift our focus now. Let's talk some wings here. We haven't talked any wings really over the last couple months because they're still they're still bad. So um, uh, it, there's not a ton to really talk about. But they did make some big trades over the week, so we do have to talk about that. Um, you know, the biggest one, off, obviously, Anthony Mantha. You know, former golden child of every Red Wings fan's eye is gone. He's a Washington Capital now. I want just want to review with you, Mike. The amount of draft picks that the mm-hmm. Wings have going into 2021 and 2022, okay? So they've got their original first-round pick as well as the Washington Capitals' first-round pick. They have their second-round pick, a second-round pick from the Oilers, which I think is from the Athens CU trade, as well as a pick from the Rangers. They've got another third-round pick. They've got a third-round pick, and then they have another third-round pick from the Vegas Golden Knights. They've got a fourth-rounder of their own and a fourth-rounder from Tampa. They've got a fifth-round pick and another fifth one from the Senators. And they have their own sixth round and their own seventh. 
Okay? Mm-hmm. 2022. So to clarify, they have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 picks in 2021. Okay? Right. In 2022, they've got just their first round pick, the Wing Zone. The Wing Zone, all of their seven. So they've already got seven in 2022, plus an additional second round from the Capitals, an additional fourth round from the Avalanche, and another fourth rounder from the Vegas Golden Knights. So they've got what? How many did I say? 14, 15, mm-hmm. 21, 22, like, like 25 picks. Let's just round round 20, that. 25. 25 picks in the next two drafts. They've got five in the first two rounds of 2021. Um, give me your thoughts on where you think this rebuild is because it's really exciting and sexy to talk about that during draft time, but it's not nearly as exciting when we don't actually see any of these guys playing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm excited. Um, I always like having a lot of nice draft picks. Uh, yeah, tw- I mean, sure. you know, 25 of them is a very, very high number of draft picks we got there. Yeah. Um, I guess this is this is going to really put the boat on uh, Iserman yep. to see if he's really going to be able to turn this around or not. Absolutely. Because if you give someone 25 picks... Five you know, in the first round. Five, like this yeah. draft in particular, you've got five. Now, whether they take all those or not, I'm not sure. Exactly. The first two for sure they're going to take. Yeah. Um, they could still end up with the first overall pick, technically, yeah. if, they, if we're trying like, hard I'm gonna, We're going to talk a lot about this with the Lions and stuff, too, yep. where you're going to have like five first round picks the next yes, three years. Are. If this doesn't work, yeah. like this, like this you got to start, all, you gotta over start all over because yeah. obviously it's never going to work. Yep. Um, it's going to be the same thing here with uh, Iserman. It's like, listen, you have five pick first three round picks yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. in, in this year's draft yep. you have 25 picks the next two years yep. you have to find three players <laughs> I know out of right 25 no, no that kidding. can play no like kidding. we're I'm asking for like three or four I'm not yeah. asking for like nine hits yep. like three or four mm-hmm. to build at least a starting rotation mm-hmm. uh, to at least be competitive again you know so yeah. if you can't find that right. in, in 25 picks I think there's a gigantic problem that we need to address yeah Three years. Well, and now. that's the thing too, right? Is that you're you're gonna have more money coming off the books, right? Mantha just signed an extension, and you've already flipped them, right? Uh, you know, uh, hockey salary cap is so hard to, to predict, right? They only yeah. the cap is like eighty million. It's something insanely small. Mm-hmm. Um, but to your point, though, right? It it is getting to the point now, and I know some Red Wing fans are maybe even a little mad at us because we don't talk enough wings, but we're at a point now where it's it's kind of like we're just kind of floating. Right where we're floating in midair a little bit, just to kind of say, "Hey, uh, blah blah blah." Um, we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. Okay, we're getting more picks. Okay, when's the rebuild portion supposed to start happening? Right? When are we supposed to be, yeah. you know, seeing? You know, and I'm glad to see Zadina is playing. Right? I'm glad to see Larkin's still here. He's gonna get a, you know, he's gonna be here for a while. So you've got some some building pieces here, but man, is it is it. Like, it, now is the time. You've got five picks in the first two rounds of this draft. You've got three in the next draft after that. You've got 25 picks in the next two years, as of this writing at least. So you're accumulating assets for the future to build this foundation. But at some point, the foundation's got to get built. Mm-hmm. And, and we're still kind of waiting for that. So it's hard, I think, at this point to see a guy like Mantha, who some people are really happy to see go, some people not so much. And I can understand both sides of it. But we're at a point... At least the Tigers, you can feel like, okay, at least they they signed A.J. Hinch, right, to be the manager. All right, you got this bazoo guy going crazy out of nowhere, right? Casey Mize is playing. You know Torkelson's going to be here pretty soon. Cabrera's nearing the end of his run. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel where they're going to start spending some money, hopefully. The Wings, you're not – not, it feels like we're just kind of, all right, more assets, more assets, more assets that we're giving up for more draft picks. But 
At some point, though, man, we got to start seeing these draft picks hit, and we got to start. See, you know, you know what they need. They need. I think the Pistons and uh, the Wings need this. They need the damn lottery to go their way one time, and to just get the damn first overall pick. Isn't that damn hard? Like really? Yes. Like the Pist, like the Wings should have the first overall pick last year. I, the Pistons are going to suck this year, and they're going to get like six. You know that, right? It's mm-hmm. going to be ridiculous. And some team that barely ma- missed the playoffs this year is going to get that Cade Cunningham dude, and he's going to go bana- bananas because he's got a team around him. That yeah. sucks. But I digress. All right. Let's shift once again. My favorite segment of the show, as always, the Mock Draft Corner. Um, the draft is two weeks away. To say that I am giddy is an understatement. Uh, to say that I am excited is an understatement. To say Mike is rolling his eyes at me is a hard guess. Um but I'm excited. The draft every year gets me excited. It's new hope every single year to think that we just drafted seven All Pros, right? That's what we did. That's what we hope. Um, just before we get into this mock draft, though, Mike, has has your opinion been changed or swayed as to what the Lions are going to do in the first couple rounds? Uh, do you expect? I think a lot of people are, are are still kind of on the they need to take more defense because the defense was atrocious last year. Yeah. Um, we talked off air. Um, and I don't necessarily think that's going to be the case anymore. So talk to me about where you think that they're at from a draft preparation standpoint. They're big board. Uh, I don't mean players, but more like what do you think the overall strategy is going to be? And then I'll kind of give you my take before we get into this. Okay, so I think uh, number seven, because I don't think they're trading, even though... I think they're trying like hell They're going to try. Out. They're going to try, yep. and I don't think they'll get enough... I think even if they don't get enough compensation, they should trade. But that's that's beyond me because I think you have enough players that if you drop four spots, even I, if I definitely think even I, if, if you get any additional second day picks, I, yeah. I'd be like, like if okay. they if like you're like, oh, I really want like two second round picks for, yeah. and they're like, oh, we're gonna give you a second and a third, and you're like, that's I'm like, I, like I think the, that'd be the dream is like Denver, yeah. Denver like to nine, right? Yeah, Denver, nine or ten. You, you know, hell, even if New England calls, I think I might, I would drop down to fifteen. Yeah, but anyway. Um, I don't think they'll eventually drop down. We talk about it literally every, every year. year. Yeah, we go, sure. oh, we could trade down, and we never do. So I'm remind me, I want to bring up a topic I saw on Twitter too that annoyed me a little bit. Okay. So I'll remind me of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I don't think we're gonna trade down. I think that I think an offensive player is basically gonna be the. It's pick. a lock. I think it's, it's a lock. It's as close point. to a lock as yeah. you can. Um, unless, unless they trade down, I don't think Parsons is in the conversation. Yeah, which is at seven. Very upsetting, but at seven. Um, I think I think wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamar Chase. I wouldn't be shocked if Sewell or Slater goes yep. uh, at seven yep. with um, as an offensive lineman. Yep. I don't think quarterback is in play in play as much as I did before. Actually, yep. oh, I never really thought quarterback should be in play, <laughs> but with the Jared percentage Offer, is even further but the percentage lower. is yep. even lower okay. because of the 49ers move now, right. and like you don't know what Atlanta's going to do mm-hmm. and stuff. I think that so I think if I had like a big board. And I had like positions. Mm-hmm. I would have wide receiver, tight end because of Kyle Pitts, I guess. Yeah. At like at as a number one, and then I would have offensive lineman number two. Yeah. As like percentage wise of what position they would probably. Take. Yeah, there's a couple things I want to kind of get out there. You know, ninety seven won the ticket. Big shout out to them and their garbage programming. Um, talked about how you don't get the value at wide receiver at, at seven, right? Mm-hmm. They would prefer, you know, to take an offensive lineman or whatever. But I have a little bit of a, of a problem with that, just a little bit, because here's the deal. It, it's it's one of those things where Jamar Chase falls at you at seven, mm-hmm. okay? Say Atlanta goes quarterback or Kyle Pitts. Cincinnati box goes offensive lineman or Kyle Pitts, whoever's there. Whatever. Whatever the case may be. Seven, Jamar Chase is there, okay? You take Jamar Chase. 
He's best player on the veil. He's best player on the board, and you have holes everywhere. And I mean everywhere. Now the offensive line is not great. You've got a solid half of a line. Ragnow, Jackson, Decker. I'll put that up pretty much against any offensive line. Okay. Other side, Vitai, and then Crosby. I don't know just yet. However, you have no starting wide receivers right now that have ever been a number one. Okay. Number two, if if you have a blue chip talent, if you think there's always a handful, three, four, five guys that fall into that elite category, and that's one of them, you take him. You don't think about well, you know, missing on the wide receiver. Now, if you trade down and you take Jalen Waddle at fifteen, no one's going to be mad, right? Because you traded down; it's a free pick at that point. Um, but. I just, I just balk at that idea just a little bit because just as much as a wide receiver, maybe you don't get the value because you've got two or three guys clumped up in that top tier. Jamar Chase is clearly the best one. Mm-hmm. But like I, I just don't think that you're not getting the value, quote-unquote, at pick seven because anybody in this draft worth taking at seven, whether it's Pitts, Sewell, Jamar Chase, if you want to somehow throw Parsons in there, which the longer we get into this, the more I don't think that Parsons is going to be a top ten pick at this point. Um you're, the value maybe not be there unless it's a quarterback at seven, quite mm-hmm. frankly. So obviously they're going to try and trade down, but I, I just balk a little bit at the thought of, well, they didn't get value at seven because they took a good wide receiver. Yeah. It's a big need. You need playmakers. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't know. I just you know, I don't know yeah. how you feel about that necessarily. No, I mean, I'm but... not totally against that idea. I think I think that's it's a very draft specific um, thing because yeah. I would I would prefer if they had like. A Chase Young style no, defense guy. No kidding. Like, like, no kidding. I think I think normally I would rather take pass rusher yeah. or a linebacker or something. But I think when you look at specifically this year, I go, you don't have a top ten defensive talent no. out there, right? And so when you don't have that, and I think you're reaching if you take Tar- Parsons to seven. Not really mad if they take him because he's a freak athlete. Yeah, but right. yeah. but yeah, I agree with that. So I'm like, this year you look specifically. I wouldn't hate an offensive lineman pick. I wouldn't either. Need, if Sewell's there, right side. fine. But I do think that you can't just absolutely say no to Jamar Chase because he's a wide receiver. Right. Because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, we did take Calvin Johnson at, at number two. two. At number and two. We were going to take Adrian Peterson at two if he wasn't there. So yeah. put that in perspective. So, I mean, yeah. um, that tells you something about taking a receiver at two. Right. Uh, and we're going to take a receiver at seven, so it's not even as high. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I just uh, I just balked it a little bit. I do want to ask you one thing here before we get to this, this mock draft here. Um. Somebody made a comment on Twitter. Um, was it about Trevor Lawrence? No, it was not. No, he's great. We get it. Um, he's all, uh, the, the criticism of him saying he doesn't like football, by the way, it's like, do we just are we just bored and we want to tear these kids down right before yeah. the draft? They're taking them at one. Spoiler alert. Anyway, so annoying. Um, I saw somebody, and I don't like it when people do this, so it, it irked me. So I want to I want to get your take on it. Um, do you think that it was still it was the wrong move to take Okuda at three? Do I think it? Well, are we okay? So at, at the expense context. at the expense of not taking a quarterback. Well, if you want my honest opinion, I think at the time, I would say no. I think it's an okay move still. Right now, hundred percent a wrong move. That's my point. But though. I that, can't. That's, it, yeah, that's it's, my it's, issue. It's, you can't revision his history because at the right. time. No one. I mean, I was like, I think Herbert could be really good, but that was me as a Oregon yeah. like fan. Right. Like I was like, I just like right. Herbert. So I was For like, sure. it would be like a nobody. Dream of mine. It was talking Herbert to the Lions. At exactly. All. It was Tua 
or take another guy. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I can't like revisionist wise. I can't hate on the Okuda pick. Right. But like, if I was like retrospect, if if we did one of those like redraft mm-hmm. scenarios, you're definitely right. taking I'm taking Herbert. Herbert. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's, absolutely. he's the no next doubt. fifteen years. No For doubt. sure, no doubt. Yep. I don't have any issue with it. Yeah. The, the reason why I brought this, somebody brought this up was like. If the Lions had any inkling at all that Stafford wanted out after last year, yeah. then they should have taken like make taking Okuda as like the worst possible. So I'm gonna go, but you can't do that though mm-hmm. because you're not you're not taking into consideration the the, the thought of we need to win yeah. number one right. Slade doesn't want to be here. We got to get him out because our culture sucks. He doesn't like our culture clearly, and so we have to fill this massive ass hole. And he's the best cornerback prospect they'd seen since Patrick Peterson. So I just wanted to bring that up a little bit because. It's easy to go back and say, yeah, they should have taken Justin Herbert. I bet Miami's really wishing they took Justin Herbert, too, right now, as considering the fact that they may not even want to stay with Tua. I'm guessing a lot of teams would have been like, man, I really wish we would have traded up to take Justin Herbert. You know, It is what it is, right? You can't predict that stuff. The Bears definitely wish they would have taken Mahomes at three, by the way, not even had to trade up to two to get him. So I just don't like that ideology of doing things where like we can just go back and poke holes and everything. Yeah. The Lions should have taken DeMarcus Ware instead of Roy Williams. No kidding. Like I get it, right? Yeah. So I just it just irked me a little bit. I think I thought I'd bring it up just because it's it's one of those things to where it's always easy to armchair quarterback a draft yeah. after you've seen the results yeah. of it. Like if Herbert breaks his leg next year and he's never the same, everyone's gonna be like, well Yeah. You know, it's just Now know. I will say I'll always go back to I think we should have drafted Devin Bush. But, oh, right, no doubt. Fine. But like I was, but like I was on that train too. I yeah. was like Devin Bush. I think he needs to be the pick. Yeah. And was it the Hawkinson year? Yeah, I, think I was so, like, yeah. we'd be in a much better position now. Oh, I was pissed when took Hawkinson. I was pissed. Yeah. So yeah. I was saying we all were. Now on that he's one. he's very good. Hawkinson is, and yeah. he's turning into a top ten tight end. That's awesome. But. Now you could just take Kyle Pitts here, no? <laughs> exactly. And you have Kyle Pitts and Devin Bush. Yeah, and Sean, exactly. So. I'm with you for sure. Um, all right, let's get into this mock draft though and wrap this episode up here. Okay. Who's this um, mock draft by? By the this way, this one is. Well, I'm see. so excited, man. I'm still trying to work on that special guest. So if you're listening to this special guest, you know who you are. Really trying to get you on the show before we before the mock goes. He sends uh, me a lot of mock drafts every day, so he should have a plethora of knowledge and expertise and opinions, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, this was made 11 hours ago by Oliver Hodginson of Pro Football Network. Cool. Sounds so, good. 11 I hours like their, ago. I like their simulator, Pro Football Network's uh, yeah. draft simulator. It's not. It's one of the better ones. That's free. Free. Yeah. Don't, we, don't, we don't pay for draft simulators here. I pay for a lot of stupid things. That's not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just so, critique everyone else's work. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we are going to skip the first two picks because if it's, we don't know who they are yet, you're, you're not listening to the show. No kidding. Or anybody else for that matter, quite yeah. frankly. Although so, Colin Coward still thinks the Jets should take Fields at two, and I don't get I'm not like. I don't get why we, he's we still could, on that. We could, like, get, yeah, it's not we, happening. we could get on that. Tr- like, I, we could get into that argument, but like, it's not going to happen. No. So, like, why even talk yeah. about it? However, at three, if we talk about this off air, I am going to stop mocking Mac Jones to the Niners. Um, and I'm just going to say it needs to be Fields. Yeah. If they don't take Fields, it is all – I don't even care what Mac Jones does. It's one of those things where he better be Brady mm-hmm. for you to give up the assets. So I'm going to say they take Fields even though I guarantee you they're not having Fields go to three. No, they do have Justin Fields. Oh, they do actually have yeah. Fields at three? Okay, cool. Then. Yeah, they, basically their, their ideology is the 49ers trade up from 12 to 3, so they better pick Justin Fields. Yeah, there's it's nothing. Like, there is, I mean, if they take even Trey Lance, I'd go, all right, maybe just based off of Garoppolo's going to play this year anyway, so maybe you give him a year. Mm-hmm. Fine. But 
to take Mac Jones makes less than zero sense to me. Yeah. And, so, the, and nobody, there's nobody on this earth right now that can convince me that he's a better prospect. You can't do it. Uh, number <clears throat> four. He's a proven winner. Okay, great. Atlanta Falcons. So Jared Goff. Atlanta Falcons pick. Oh, boy. Okay, four. I'm going to say they take Pitts. Uh, they do not take Pitts. Damn it. They will take Trey Lance. Oh, okay. They don't quarterback. All right. I, that's, you know, as we get closer, that is the first real question mark is yeah. where does Atlanta – because if Atlanta doesn't take quarterback, it's like, oh, man, that's one of the Lions targets. I just got probably taken off the board there. Yeah. Cincinnati Bengals will take Jamar Chase. Panay Sewell, offensive tackle. <laughs> I was Panay. so good last week. Last week you were killing it. This week you have no idea what's I've going on. I've got no idea. It's so hard, but that's another target though for the Lions that's gone, so that sucks. Miami uh, Dolphins, six take. Kyle Pitts. You are correct. Yeah! Oh, got yes. A, got a surround tool with some talent, you know? So I think they're doing a flip of the coin. Yeah. Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase. Pitts. Yeah. Yeah. Detroit Seven. Lions take. Wait, are they trades in this mock or no? Uh, no. Okay. Not that I've seen anyone. Anyway. Okay, oh, cool. wait. There are there trades. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm assuming the Lions aren't trading, though. No, because they are you, not. You, you said no, so no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal some intel there. <laughs> yeah, no. They're um, not trading. That's funny. Though. All right. Lions take Jamar Chase, and they run up to the podium to do it. Yes, they take Jamar Chase, and it says they run up to a podium to take Jamar Chase. Are you serious? No. <laughs> I've been like, wow, no. that's interesting. All right, so but, Carolina's at eight. Yeah. I think they take Slater. They protect They protect Darnold. So this is where the first trade happens. Of course. Because I, 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 I talk too fast, and I get my eye yeah. every time. So New England trades pick. Oh, oh they New take, England's trading up. Oh, they take. Oh, then they take Mac Jones. Yes, that's a dumb pick. Too. And, they, and New England will trade pick 15, 120, 177, plus a twenty twenty two first round pick. Holy to crap! Go up to eight. I would take that if I was the Lions. Yeah, I would. You have three first round picks next year. Yeah, score, and then you can still probably even take wide receiver or yeah. Parsons at fifteen? Question mark. Okay, so New England trades up to eight. They take. Um, they take Mac Jones. Yes. Denver's at nine. Did they take Slater? No, so Waddle? Denver Broncos would take Jeremiah Uwasa. Uh, oh, linebacker. JOK. JOK. Yeah, yeah JOK. JOK. The, the linebacker I like that from, better. Yeah, from Notre Dame. Yeah. Really? Oh, it's because they, And they say if you believe in Drew Locke. Um, Which they don't. Yeah. Or like, the guy the guy describing says Michael Parsons also fits here, but he likes this guy from Notre Dame better. What's crazy, though, about the Denver thing, Denver like called the Lions and they're like, hey, we'll give you Drew Locke and like a first rounder for Stafford in a second. And I'm like, yeah, wait, no. what? Yeah. Like, John Elway, what are you thinking? And do you think Brad Holmes just went, you know, suck it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Dallas Cowboys will take. Hold on. Ooh, they're going to be – I mean, oh, dude, man. They're like, oh, Jalen Waddle's just sitting there. Devontae Smith's just sitting there. They're going to take Slater, though. They should to help the offensive line. Tyron Smith's old as hell. Um, they're not – doesn't look like they're going to, though, is it? So nope. <laughs> uh, they take the best corner available on their board fairly. J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina, because he dude, is flying that dude, up the board. That, that, because he tested, like, he's, like, the best graded corner athletic-wise, like, athletic profile, like, ever. Yeah. It's, like, great. I, like, last, like, 20 drafts. That's yeah. insane to me. All right, so that's your top 10. Now we're just going to, I'm just going to run yeah, through these. Yeah, so where are some of the highlight people. names here? All right, so New York Giants will take Micah Parsons at 11. That's such a great pick at that point. Uh, Eagles will take Jalen Waddle at 12. They're thrilled that he falls that far. Chargers take Rashawn Slater at 13. So also they're slow. Fine. Also happy. Uh, uh, Minnesota at 14 takes Patrick Sertain, the second. Okay. Because okay. they need some help. Yep. Arizona Cardinals at 16 take Devontae Smith. Don't get that at all. Don't understand. 
Don't understand that at all. Uh, Why sign AJ Green? Now, granted, AJ Green's only going to play six t- six total snaps for the Arizona Cardinals where he breaks his foot again. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, you got Kirk, Hopkins, Isabella, AJ Green. That's a, a that's a stacked wide receiver that's a room. Bit, that's a bit overkill, don't don't we think? A yeah. little bit with a guy, by the way, that stares down DeAndre Hopkins on third down. Yeah, stares him down. Mm-hmm. Good uh, lord. Washington football team takes Rashad Bateman at nineteen. See, that's a guy, right? Bateman. Mm-hmm. He's already he's at nineteen in this draft. We mm-hmm. talked about him being a potential second round target. There is zero percent chance like he's going to be there round two, which hard bummer yeah. for me because I really like him. Quiddy Pay goes to 21 to Indianapolis. Michigan alumni. Good pick which for him. Is literally why I brought it up. Yeah. Uh, uh, any other anything, highlights? Anything else good in this first round? Uh, uh, Kansas City takes an offense. Uh, Liam Elchenberg, offensive tackle out of their Notre Dame. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. And we also have the second round. So we're going to go through the second round pretty quick here. Okay. It's going to be fun. Ooh. New York Jets take Travis Etienne running back out of Clemson. I love that for him. So yeah. okay, so after so after some of those highlights, yeah, I am very pumped about this Lions pick. But who do you think the Lions pick in the second round? Oh boy, okay, knowing I'm pumped about it. Right, so they went wide receiver. Um, oh boy, uh, Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton. Uh, they do not. I think the Bucks took Nick Bolton. Oh, they the first. first round. Oh, okay. Um, the Lions take. Baron Browning, linebacker from okay. Ohio State. Now, so excited. He's an athletic freak. He's too. a crazy, he's super athletic. Man. Now. Here's what I want to talk about, though, a little bit real quick before we close the show. Um, I'm not going to be shocked if the Lions don't go defense their first two picks. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at this draft, offensively, it's so much more stacked, especially, like, I could see them easily going, like, Pene Sewell and uh, Deami Moore, the wide receiver out of North Carolina. Dude averages, like, 25 yards yeah. a catch, right? Mm-hmm. Or Rondell Moore or somebody like that who falls to them at round two. Like, I, I will not be shocked at all if they try to give Goff a legitimate chance to succeed here. And they go, listen, the defense is going to be bad regardless of who we take here. So let's just take the bet. I think that it's going to be, you know, Martin Mayhew went best player available, but there's got to be some need thrown in there as well. I don't think Brad Holmes is going in with any sort of need. I think he's going, we need everything. So best player available, offense, defense, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Where's our board? He's the board. That's what we're sticking to. And I think they're going to just go bananas with athleticism. Yeah, I agree. So I think that's really where it's going to be. Uh, any other highlights in round two that we missed? Uh, not big? really. No? Everyone else is... Anybody pretty expected for yeah. the most part? Okay, cool. All right, that's going to be it, though, for this week's show, guys. Next week, obviously, we're going to do more draft talk leading up to the draft. Uh, it's the last weekend we're going to be able to talk about it before it actually happens. So super excited for that. Hoping to have a special guest on the show for that. Um, if he, you know, doesn't suck and just joins the show like he should. Um, so we're going to be really excited about that. You know, I'm sure we'll be visiting some other things as well. Real quick, too. How's LeBron doing? <laughs> Yo, you know what's funny about that, though? Is you want to bring that up, but the team... I know, they're doing fine. Is I know. fine without him. So all these people are going to come at me going, oh, the Lakers have no chance at winning. They are 7-8 and eight without AD and LeBron. I just so want to give you, back, I know, I just wanted to give you a little jab. It's funny. <laughs> all right, but that's going to be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck's son, Mike Merkel. I'm the mouth of Michigan, Robin Decker, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.